Rock and roll! The Cups and Cakes Network presents Inside the Artist Studio. The interview you're about to hear was originally recorded May 10th, 2019. To find out more about Cups and Cakes, visit them at cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. What you're about to hear may contain filthy language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Counterfeit jeans have managed to turn a lot of heads in five short years. They broke onto the music scene with a gut punch debut EP, were named a hidden gem by the CBC, put out a full length which made the Polaris Prize longer list, played big name festivals such as Sled Island, and are even getting airplay on corporate rock radio. Their success has been a beacon of hope for other acts that play loud music, and with their sophomore album dropping mid-April on Vancouver's Kingfisher Blues Records, the Sky is the limit for this Edmonton three-piece. Last week, the guys took some time to come into the Cups and Cakes studio for a chat. Near the end, the interview veers a little off the rails as the familiarity between interviewer and interviewees leads to nothing but trouble. Honk, honk. Please enjoy. Aruga. Oh, yeah. Joining me today on Inside the Art Studio is Counterfeit Jeans. Hello, guys. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's hey, up? Jeff. Thanks for having us. Um, well, thank you for being here. Let's start things off with each one of you kind of introducing yourself, what you play in the band, uh, just so everyone out there can get to know your voices. Uh, my name's Tyler, and I play the drums. I'm Jed, and I uh, sing and play guitar. I'm Spencer. I sing and play bass. Okay, so we here in Edmonton have known who Counterfeit Jeans is for a long time. Uh, you guys are darlings here in the music community. We love you very much. Um, you guys have actually had some great accolades, but just in case maybe there's some people tuning in that uh, are, are new to Counterfeit Jeans, how did you guys kind of form as a band? How long have you been a band? Kind of give us some backstory here. Uh, well, I met Spencer uh, in a bar in 2014 at Buckingham, and uh, he was hanging out with Tyler, <clears throat> and then Tyler ditched him there, and so <laughs> I was hanging out with some friends, Tyler. and Spencer <laughs> came up and was like, hey, can I hang with you guys, and uh, we decided to let him hang out, and yeah, then things kicked off from there. He mentioned he played bass, <laughs> and uh, yeah, then we started jamming together. Right on. Yeah. So you guys just put out a brand new album called Good Morning, and that's why we're here today. We're here to talk about Good Morning. Uh, how did this album kind of come together? Because it had been quite a while since you guys put anything out. Um, maybe let's just talk a little bit about what took so long and how the recording writing process kind of all shook out. Yeah, it, it took quite a while. But we actually started recording it in uh, summer of 2017. Okay. And so we started tracking then. So we did all of the drums, uh, guitar, and bass and stuff. Yeah. And then we actually sat on it for probably about eight months while I was doing other recording projects. Okay. And so a little backstory, uh, you recorded. Yeah, I recorded right? it myself. Okay. Yeah. And, and you, you've recorded quite a few other acts. Yeah. Like over this, between when we started recording and finished it, I probably did about six other okay. EPs and albums. Okay. Uh, but I look at that as like, that was kind of my like schooling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I took all that experience 
and then kind of learned from doing all those projects and took it when it came time to finally start mixing this project yeah and put all that into it to make it like the best okay recording we possibly do so so the the songs i guess then have been around for quite some time yeah like i think nervous wreck we wrote right after trump's election oh, God, probably like it, yeah. so that was like 2016 i believe if i can like place it so yeah some of these songs are pretty old for sure no cracking beers while we're recorded <laughs> sorry about that uh okay so uh jed you've done both the records right the like yeah. the, the and the and I the, did the tape too yeah okay okay um so you've obviously grown quite a bit as a as a recording engineer oh hell yeah and then the band's grown quite a bit as a band what for everyone what kind of did you guys feel were the differences between your last full length which was three years ago and then this full length i think we just kind of grew as a band not only um with the instruments we play but also learning to play together okay and um you know like jed said we we were we, we tracked we sat on uh a full album for eight months yeah um we uh we we wrote some songs in between then as well and then decided to uh record some new songs uh for the record and ditch some other ones so okay yeah we just kind of took a more critical eye with um and ear with uh, the songs that we recorded and decided to take our time with it and put the best uh, the best songs and the best writing we could on this record and uh, you know it took three years but um, at the end of the day I think we got the best uh, reflection of what counterfeit jeans is uh, over the last three years in this record so the thing is like the songwriting process was exactly basically exactly the same as what we always do just us sitting in our jam space kind of yeah. just jamming out and working the songs out Together. So you guys very much write together. Yeah, yeah, everything is written together in a room, and so we kind of like come up with some riffs, and then we sit there and problem solve. Yeah, figure out how the song is gonna kind of come together. Yeah, the thing, the way that the recording was probably most different would be just in terms of the recording, right? Yeah. And it was, if you listen to the other, sometimes I have a hard time listening to those previous recordings because I hear things now where I'm like, oh man, those like, that hi-hat's way too loud. <laughs> or, like, <laughs> or like, oh, we're going like off, like the tempo is like fluctuating like crazy and stuff. So this one is just, we took more time yeah. and we made it a lot tighter, right? And that's the thing. We just wanted to make a more polished kind of like better sounding recording. Something that has the kind of impact yeah, we always wanted it to have, right? So awesome. Well, first off, I want to say congratulations because you guys put it out via one of my favorite labels in the country, Kingfisher Blues. Um, what you. What I really wanted to know was how how in the heck did this happen? Because this this record label is phenomenal. I, I love what they're doing there. It's an awesome label. It's probably one of the best uh, indie labels in Canada. Um, we were lucky enough to have a, a, a friend of ours um, suggest Kingfisher to us um, and to do the next record with him. So we sent uh, a demo to Tim. Yeah. And uh, he got back to us right away. Really liked it. Um, wanted to hear some more more songs from us so uh once the album was complete we sent him everything and he was fully on board and he's been uh, uh a dream actually to work with yeah. um helped us out getting uh getting it pressed getting some shows for us uh getting some pr for us um he's uh he's been a great uh friend and asset to the band and uh we've just been 
really happy with uh, with what he's done for us, and we just couldn't be happier to be putting a record on a label like Kingfisher. Nice, nice. Feel that we're just scratching the surface with uh, working working with Tim too. Yeah, he kicks ass. I'm looking forward to meeting him when we go to Vancouver. Well, so you never met in person yet? <laughs> no, we haven't. No, no, it's been an online relationship. Yeah. Wow. That's all. Actually, awesome. Tyler's the only one who's even talked to him. So <laughs> <laughs> he's been great. That's great, guys. Um, okay, so the record just came out like two weeks ago or something like that. Um, and when this interview comes out, it's very, very soon, like a week from when we're rec- sitting here recording. You guys are going to be, you'll, you'll have done one day of your tour, I think. Um, but you still have the rest of your like... Quote, unquote, tour. <laughs> well, well c- come on, come on, come on. Let's talk about it uh, because people might be tuning in yes, and oh, you, yeah. you're still on tour. Uh, where are you guys playing? Um, and uh, where, where, where's the tour taking you? Uh, it's taking us to Saskatoon, Regina, uh, Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver. Yeah. Um, we are kind of doing it mostly on weekends, um, and then uh, Sled Island for, for Calgary at the uh, end of June. Yeah. And yeah, we're just excited to hit the road. We're excited to hit uh, Saskatchewan. We've played with a lot of the bands that we're, we're going to be playing these different cities with, and uh, it's going to be really fun to to do it in their environment and to uh to just uh experience a new crowd new cities yeah um for the first time for us really yeah and uh to push this record which uh yeah we're we're really excited about so you're breaking it up and kind of it's more of like a weekend thing yeah we're trying to work it around you're all trying to work it around our like yeah absolutely (laughs) lives and everything work Tyler has a kid family music works in in 2019 everybody works full-time jobs and they do it because they love it right absolutely Yeah. Yeah. yeah Awesome. Uh, now, uh, Tyler, you mentioned Sled. I uh, I wanted to briefly kind of touch on Sled because you guys have played Sled what four years in a row now? Four years out of the five years we've been a band, we've been lucky enough to play Sled. That's Island. that's phenomenal. And um, I want to know a little bit about um, what Sled has meant to the band. Like what what you take out of your Sled Island experiences. What you are excited about at Sled this year, perhaps? Um, we'll just like sit on Sled for a little bit here. Well, my favorite like sled experiences have always been just kind of like when I walk into a venue and I don't even know who is playing. Yeah. And just like, cause for whatever reason, like, well, just cause that's how good the curating of the festival is. Right. It's Mm -hmm. like, no matter what show you walk into, it seems like it's always just like amazing. Yeah. And so I always discover so much really cool music there. Like, I mean, I'm always like down to go check out like the bigger bands and stuff yeah, as well. Yeah. But some of my fondest memories are always just like, you know, finding a new group that I become obsessed with after the festival. So Right on. That's one of my favorite Absolutely, things to do. There's so many bands that uh, are on the lineup. It's crazy. You never know, like in eighty percent of the names I'm who? Yeah. <laughs> it's also a festival that treats every band the same. Yeah. Um, whether you're a big headliner from wherever in the world or you're a, a band from Edmonton or a band from Calgary, um, everybody's treated equally. Um, you're, uh, you're, you're, you know, respected for the work you do. Yeah. Um, you're, you're paid well. Um, you're treated well. And, and yeah, like Jed said, you get to see bands that you would have never heard of before. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, play in front of you and, and, and discovering new music is a huge thing. Yeah. And uh, that's probably the best thing about Sled for sure. Um, can I talk about one of my favorite Sled Island memories? Absolutely. We were, uh, we just arrived and we were going to go to like our first show, like 
bef- like of the festival just to go check some music out and there was this like doom show going on at this bar <laughs> and so we're like trying to we couldn't find the door to the bar and so we f- there's this door we could hear the music Jeez. pounding through the building so we go and we open this door and it was like there was the stage right and all these guitar cases come falling out <laughs> like yeah. falling out onto the street and like we like open falling up, like, in, in- <laughs> into me yeah. and so the entire <laughs> crowd like, is oh, standing shit. there staring at Spencer while yeah. these guitar cases on the ground and we all fucking ditched him yeah, so he just left me <laughs> so I had to grab a, like these two guitar cases <laughs> Push them back into the doorway. <laughs> sorry like, about that doom band sorry, from Thunder Bay. Wave to the crowd. Wave to Bell Witch and say, yeah. "Oh my god!" <laughs> That's one of my favorite memories. Yeah, my uh, my friends and my girlfriend. Yeah, we were very well. good friends. Yeah, <laughs> he's in trouble. Let's leave. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring up. Uh, one of my uh, favorite sled moments, if that's all right. Absolutely. It was um, the first year that we played. We played the Broken City Patio. Yeah. And we were we were floored because, like, Sled asked us in our first year to play two shows. We're like, oh, awesome. This is going to be great. It's Broken City Patio. They're like, yeah, don't worry about a back line. Like, we, we got you covered. <laughs> so I, I brought my bass head with me, and uh, Tyler brought his snare, and we showed up, and the... It was just, it was quite hilarious actually. Like the 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 back line I say in quotation marks was like a kid sized drum set. Yeah, the snare so was it, bigger than the kick. Yeah, and it was it was yes. like Shaquille O'Neal hugging a peach. His bass his bass amp was so small, yeah. and the the sound guy came up and like cranked my amp up like to max volume <laughs> yeah. i was like are you sure like you should be turned up that loud he's like yeah it's fine and then so we're like playing and we're like okay i don't know if like the sound's a little off we're like where's the sound guy and he was leaning over like the balcony taking selfies with like a selfie <laughs> yeah. stick the entire show <laughs> he was really busy because <laughs> so, but apparently it sounded really good in the audience so jed showed up with his 410 uh fender deville yeah. and i had like an oh that's all you can hear on stage i ate it <laughs> the crowd seemed to like it so hey that's great <laughs> i mean you had to see or the ripped tyler ups. behind this drum set though. yeah it was like i said it was like, yeah, it was like baby's first drum kit it was it's like shack hugging a peach <laughs> we also played sloth i think last year and the the road was all torn up and uh, yeah, doing yeah, yeah that yeah. was last year super rainy and whatnot but i think that was probably my favorite if not the favorite show we've played sled i just oh I yeah just those, it was super sloth, fun yeah sloth guys yeah, yeah they yeah, treated us pretty, pretty good they're super sled nice. island has become a staple for this band a little bit yeah um we just we really look forward to having new music to play for for that crowd and to just go and again experience new music and and the people that put on that uh, festival are fantastic and uh we're, we're, we're just blessed every time they say yes amazing amazing well we're looking forward to seeing you guys play down there again this year um i got one last question before we jump into the rapid fire uh what is going on with counterfeit jeans for the rest of 2019 maybe uh early 2020 uh yeah we're gonna be uh recording 
probably in EP this summer. Okay. Because uh, the thing is, like, we felt like we took way too long to do the last one. Even yeah. though we kind of needed to to get yeah, to the yeah. point. It's still like, we're just like, we have more songs written already. And we haven't even had this record out yet. Yes. Yeah, That's the way we kind of always are. We're just always yeah. working on the next thing. So. Well, and I mean, if a lot of those songs you guys started writing in 2016, yeah. it's natural that They're you kind of getting old more. now. And you're probably already yeah. sick of playing them. We are kind of, yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we, we really we really love them, but it's, uh, it's yeah. Yeah, we've we've had them in the can for a while and yeah. it's now time to start to write some new stuff and yeah. we're we're three or four songs deep already into nice. a new record so right on um that'll be coming hopefully i'm gonna soon. say 2020 it'll yeah. be out yeah 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 <laughs> awesome but hopefully do it record it this summer though that's exciting on, so. you betcha bud yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right guys the rapid fire what album sparked your love of music uh, mine is like the most lame, cliched one, but it was Thriller by Michael Jackson. I used to like. It's not lame. Well, it's not lame, but it's it is like that's the big, greatest, biggest selling record of all time. But I used to listen to it when I was like a kid, like, and I actually had like I. Michael Jackson was my like imaginary friend when I was like a kid, which is like a little like off-putting now <laughs> to look back on it. Okay, well, that's lame. <laughs> but, but I no none of the ex, none of that shit came out yet by that point, so it was still innocent. It was fun. Mine was a uh, Soundgarden Super Unknown. Ah, cool. That was awesome. the great album. The first uh, CD um, I bought through that uh was that columbia house or whatever columbia house hell yeah you were on columbia oh, yeah, house? i was hooked on yeah, that my shit. parents came they brought me the brochure and i was like oh the, the, was it the one with the stamps you got to like yeah yeah pull apart the yeah, stamps? It, yeah it totally love that was. shit. Yep. <laughs> you get 10 stamps and then you get a free cd or yeah something? yeah Mine's got to be Nirvana in utero. I was a little, a little bit too young when uh, Nevermind came out, but I definitely got into that after. But when I heard in utero and Heart Shaped Box, kind of changed my perspective, and it's been a constant since I was like 12 years old. So yeah, Sweet. definitely that one. What is your current musical obsession? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I've been doing a lot of like music music discovery on Bandcamp. Yeah, and I found this really great band called Pool Holograph. I don't know where they're from. Okay. I can't remember, but they put out a record in 2017 that is definitely worth checking out. They're awesome. They kind of have like a deer hunter sort of vibe. Okay, yeah. Especially with the vocals yeah. delivery, and I'm just a, such a mark for that stuff, so. Nice. Really love it. Uh, Kamazi Washington. Like, I, it started with the epic, and then, yeah, I just, I'm just dumbfounded every time I listen. Yeah. Listen to the music that he composes. And yeah, it's just, it's really, really amazing that you can make something like that. And I don't know, it's kind of like an unattainable, an unobtainable goal because I don't play jazz. Yeah. So I just have like a huge respect for it because it's a masterpiece, everything that he does. Cool. Tyler? I'd say the last record that kind of blew my mind would be, uh, Dose Your Dreams fucked up. Ah. Uh, I think that came out in December last year. Uh, that record is, I mean, fucked up everything they do is is fantastic, honestly. And and this record just, I mean, it 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 transcends genres. It's uh, it's got a really unique sound. Um, I think they took a while to record that one as well. And yeah. and I kind of like the different, you know, sounds of the recordings. Um, 
the different uh, the different uh, techniques they use. Um, but that record's definitely one that's been a staple in my playlist for for the last few months. But um, that is a fantastic record. Nice burgers or pizza. Oh man, pizza all the way. Yeah, like pizza. I'm so ashamed, but pizza. I'll like sometimes I can eat like an entire large pizza to myself. Like and sometimes <laughs> by sometimes he means all Holy the time. <laughs> yeah, I like can just fucking hammer oh, a pizza yeah. down. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, Ooh, yeah. I like a good burger, but I mean fucking pizza all the way. Okay, coffee or tea? Coffee. coffee. Black coffee. Every day I need a lot of it. <laughs> What's the best movie you've seen recently? Uh, I just watched this Korean movie called Burning, which is like so awesome. It's probably not has like a big mass appeal because it's a really slow burn, but I love like really kind of slow movies like that. So go cool. check out Burning; it rules. Uh, End Game. I'm a huge geek, so that was like the culmination of ten years. Sweet. Yeah, I loved every second of it. I have a three-year-old kid. I don't get to watch new movies anymore, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Shawshank Redemption. The squeakwall. <laughs> it doesn't need to be new. It's just the best movie you've seen recently. Uh, the Chipmunks. <laughs> What's that show called? Like, Poochie's Puzzles or something like that? Pooch Patrol? What? Pause. Paw, Paw Patrol. Patrol. Oh, Paw Patrol. You both know this? Uh, yeah, my niece I loves Paw Patrol. Yeah, I got <laughs> you know it too? Uh, uh, I don't think it's a movie, though. I don't know. Maybe it would. Maybe it is. It's a TV series, bud. Come on. Get in the game. Alcohol or marijuana? Uh, alcohol. I can't smoke weed. It just makes me, like, fucking crazy. Yeah. Alcohol. Uh, I've been known to blaze every once in a while. <laughs> but I definitely prefer booze to weed. Nice. How many pets do you have, and what are their names? I have a cat named Myrtle. That's it. I have a cat named Ben. And he is my world. <laughs> he has one tooth too, doesn't he? Yeah, he had to have all his teeth removed. What? Yeah. Why? Because they were cat crack. Because of cat crack. <laughs> yeah. It's an epidemic, don't you know? So now he has no teeth in his mouth, and when he yawns, he has his bottom canine. He has one bottom canine. So when he yawns, it's. Old- chomper yeah old chomper exactly (laughs) and it's it's the cutest thing you'll ever see i have a dog named pizza 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 you named your dog pizza i did man you really do love pizza i do love pizza that much that i would name my dog pizza my kid's name is taco you should have named your dog hamburger your kid's name is taco (laughs) like the singer didn't put it on the ritz (laughs) was that the name of the singer yeah taco really (laughs) putting on on the ritz i remember putting on the ritz i don't remember the artist's name though i'll take your word for lp he looks like a fucking freak you bought that (laughs) yeah you actually bought that i did taco yeah taco put Put it on the ritz what does that even mean Put it on a cracker? Is a, is the Ritz something well, no, else? No, it was is, a cover of an older song. No, man, the Ritz. It's an Ritz. old club. No, I know, I know the song. It's all about the Ritz. Yeah. But what does that mean? You don't know what the Ritz means? Yeah, what? Somebody explain it to me. You gotta put it on <laughs> the Ritz. Put it means what on the Ritz. It what? means what you're the on Ritz? the trolley. It, it goes God. on the Ritz. It means you're cooking with gas, Daddyo. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make your Dollars bowl run. To don't Rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's explaining what the Ritz is. What's the strangest job you've ever had? <clears throat> I was an industrial sandblaster, and that's a pretty wild, strange job. 
you're basically holding onto a fire hose of metal shot that like instead of projecting water it's metal interesting yeah crazy so you're just blasting metal as shit yeah it sounds boring cool, man. i was listening to metal while doing awesome that. of course wow. you were sick <laughs> of course you were <laughs> i uh the weirdest job i ever had I only did it for like two weeks i was like a door-to-door salesman i was selling like <laughs> telus uh subscriptions and for the most part it was like pretty banal like there wasn't thing too crazy but i remember going to this one house in st albert i knocked on the door and these two guys answered the door and I immediately got the stench of like a dead body come out of this place. And I was just like, oh, hey, you guys just looking for some uh, like cable subscriptions? And then they were like, no. And I was like, okay, like, see you later. And then I walked away and then I thought about it like later. I was like, man, like, that's the kind of moment when you should probably like alert the authorities. But like, <laughs> I like kind of missed the fucking moment on it. So I wonder if this could be used as evidence. Well, I don't know. That was the strangest. Maybe the job wasn't so strange, but it was kind of weird to have I that experience. I think the biggest question is <laughs> why does Jed know what a dead body smells like? Well, I think mm. I've always wondered that. <laughs> I think it's like a thing anyone knows what a dead body smells like. It's like an instinctual thing. If you smell it, you'll know it. Ah, see, good save. Good save. Yeah. The authorities are listening. (laughs) And that's my final answer. (laughs) I guess my mind would be a a sandwich artist at Subway. (laughs) Hell yeah. Because I'm not really an artist uh, in that sense. Um, But, but, wow. But yeah. (laughs) Pretty good. It's not a fucking dead body. Like, I didn't smell any fucking dead bodies in Subway. (laughs) I just made sandwiches, and that was kind of the weirdest job I had, but it wasn't that weird compared to that, because how do you follow up? Yeah, you can't follow that. I should have went last. Fucking NYPD blue over here. I smelt a dead body once. Damn, man. If you could open for any artist on the planet, who would it be? My bloody Valentine. Mm, Sebado. Well, I was going to say Sebado. Wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> well done. What was your favorite childhood toy? G.I. Joe. I had, like, you know that thing that, like, Luke Skywalker fights in Return of the Jedi and, like, the pit? Yeah. Yeah, so I bought one of those at, like, the a garage Rancor. sale. Yeah, I bought one of those at a garage sale, and it was fucking sick because it was pretty big. And the one thing I remember about it was that its armpits smelled really weird. <laughs> whoa, whoa. You smelt your toys' armpits? Yeah. I used to smell all my toys. You, <laughs> like and that one had a weird parts. odor to its armpits. <laughs> so that was my favorite toy as a kid. I could just sit there for hours just smelling those armpits. I'm going to say Lego because it was a conduit oh, for dude, my Lego imagination, rules. which is unlimited lego rules actually lego is like fucking sick who's your favorite superhero uh the punisher 100 percent. i used to love punisher comics as a kid nice because they were just like i just love the things that were most violent (laughs) i don't like the picture i'm painting of myself right now yeah i also used to just love like gratuitous violence as a kid so the punisher was a big one for me yeah I gotta chalk it up to old Spidey. Okay. Lame. Hey, I love the Flash. Lame. Weird, the Flash. <laughs> we should have all said Punisher. <laughs> and we wouldn't have got chastised. <laughs> <laughs> so lame about the Flash. He's super fucking fast. He's got a sweet red and white yeah, and yellow. He can run away really fast. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <Danger>. <laughs> At least Spider-Man beats people up. 
Well, see, you guys are ultra violent. I just want to yeah. like get away from the the, <laughs> the violence, right? He just wants to get back to Subway as quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got a sandwich to make. There's a fucking guy that wants a cold cut trio, and I got to do it. I have a responsibility. I'm a responsible guy. <laughs> make that sandwich. Run away as fast as possible. Back to Subway to make him a sandwich. <laughs> Oh I'm busy. I'm busy. People need to eat, and it's my fucking job to feed them. <laughs> That's the whole premise of the Flash, eh? No, oh, nobody no. knows that. It's all about you just guys like are getting hungry. food. I know, it's it's 500 episodes. With that you guys are hungry for beating people up all the time, being like the Punisher and Spider-Man. Like that's that's a busy job. Like you're going to be hungry after, right? My job is to get back to Subway to make you a sandwich, so that you can go back and be busy. How much money is Subway paying you for this? <laughs> yeah, a lot. <laughs> Nine dollars an hour. I'll allow it. Thirteen dollars an hour after Jason Kenny has his way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Beatles or the Stones? Oh, uh, Beatles. Yeah, I'm gonna say Beatles too. Although I love the Stones as well. Beatles. Okay, it's unanimous. What's the weirdest request you've ever had from a fan? One time we were playing a show and a guy, in between songs, went up to me and was like. On a scale of one to ten, how hardcore would you say you were? And I was just like, really? dude, I'm trying to play a show right now. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? That so that was maybe the weirdest request. In between songs? Yeah, in between songs. Uh, for me, it would have to be when this weird guy came up to me and asked us to be on his radio show. <sighs> was that Jeff? Fuck. <laughs> oh. Total weirdo. That's Ooh. it. Interview's over. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Two more whiskeys and we're gone. Yeah, yeah we're just going to eat all the food in your fridge. Then we're out of here. Yeah, what do you have to eat? <laughs> I'll, make a sa- I'll make sandwiches for everybody. <laughs> do you like cold cut combos? Because I can make them for you. Oh, shit. Okay, dudes, give me one of your bucket list items. I am, like, deathly afraid of sea creatures. Okay. And I've always wanted to go scuba diving to, like, conquer my fear of, like, octopi and stuff like that. I've never scuba dived? Ooh, I will go with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I never have because I'm so fucking scared of that shit. (laughs) Uh, I think it's going to happen within my lifetime, and I'm going to space. Like, I'm going to go to space. Nice. Yeah happening i like your optimism i'd really like to play on tv sometime our music sweet cool okay what is your favorite road trip album uh my favorite road trip album is i can't remember the name of it it's that symbols eat guitars record uh why there are mountains or yeah. why are there mountains yeah the that, first one the one that was really yeah, good yeah that fucking album yeah. rules yeah and it's just it was got good. that like classic indie rock vibe that's great for driving so cool yeah um i'll just say there's one band that always plays in the van every time we hit the road new radicals <laughs> that's a great record every time it's a good album <laughs> spencer does not like that but i liked it, it the uh, first time <laughs> do you remember new radicals no, you don't remember the new round. No, actually, no. the song that really does play every time, though, is... What was it? It's like, When the Deserts oh, Miss yeah. the Rain. Yeah. Yeah, that's another good one, too. 
Desiree. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every time we drive into a big city, we'll, we'll play that song. It's like, oh, we're in the big city. <laughs> but if I could say four albums for favorite road albums, I'd just have to give it to the core four, like first four Metallica albums. Those are so great nice. on the road. Yeah, actually, yep. we had a great yep. time driving back from Golden West, mm-hmm. uh, blasting Metallica. That was like, yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. I'd say Turnover, Good Nature. Um, it's a really good album. Yeah, put out a couple years ago on I think Run for Cover out of Boston. It's a good album. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. If you could hang out with one of your musical idols, would you? Yes. Yes. I think so. Case unanimous. Who would it be? Well, it'd be Lemmy for me, and I'm sure I'd have a great well, Lemmy's dead time. Well. He said an idol. Lots of our idols are okay, dead. Okay, well, okay. If we're going to bring him back from the dead, then I'll allow Lemmy. I'll just do a bunch of speed with Lemmy and drink <laughs> a 40 whiskey. It'll be great. <laughs> I mean, if we're taking dead people back, I would want to hang out with Prince. Sweet. But just to, like, watch him, like, record. Okay, yeah. yeah <laughs> Mostly yeah. from that perspective, you know, yeah. just to watch him in the studio. Yeah, yeah he's a wizard. Ooh, yeah. But I've heard his parties are wild. Yeah. Also, oh, that would be cool. Bet. We're wild. <laughs> Mm, bobbled nice fucking all good answers guys unlike some of the last answers yeah i'm sorry about that useless <laughs> i'm just kidding we can do this over if you want we're starting from scratch <laughs> yeah, I, i'm deleting everything let's get some water or not <laughs> and we'll go to the washroom and i'll still talk about subway but other than that i'll change all my answers okay i got one last question shoot and it's all been perfect by the way don't listen to me you guys just got me drunk if you just found out you were the last person on earth what's the first thing you would do I remember this question from last <laughs> I do too and it was <laughs> I don't I think I'm going to change what I would do now He's grown a little bit. He's a little older, a little wiser. I have. I'm he not just. I'm not as horny anymore. <laughs> so I probably wouldn't be fucking everything in sight. Shout out to fucking a tank. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would date them first. Yeah, I would take. I would take a tank out for a nice dinner. Get go to, to Sabor and have octopus. Build up the relationship for a few weeks, and then I would fuck the tank. I mean, yeah. if I was like the last person on Earth, but there was animals. I would go find like a pride of bonobos because they're like pretty chill. Like they're very the friendly <laughs> and they're also the closest relatives we have to people. So, cause you would need company. So I could just like insert myself into this group of bonobos and I could like be friends with them. I think they would rip you. Apart. No, bonobos are peaceful. <laughs> What's a bonobo? They're kind of like peaceful chimps. Yeah. So I would probably peaceful chimps. You've never heard of a bonobo before? Bonobo. Bonobos, yeah. See, I thought you said bonobo. That's what I would do. I would just now. I totally get it. Go straight for the bonobos. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, what would you do? What would I do? Um, I would turn into Flash form and <laughs> hit all the subways around the world and make party subs for nobody. You would have a bunch of mannequins. I'd make. <laughs> I'd make party subs for nobody. <laughs> oh, hey, Susan. Same veggie special? <laughs> yep. That's what I'd do. How about you, Tom? I know you like the meatball. <laughs> oh, my God. 
sick. That that's awesome, man. I love that. I would probably find my way to the um, I don't know what's a crazy the Taj Mahal, and I would make that my home, and I would just collect all the f- great artworks of the world, and you know, just have a huge wreck party them? with a bunch of mannequins. I wouldn't wreck them. Why not? You would preserve them. Absolutely. Just because I'm for the who? last for who? What? You could wreck them and nobody would know. For well, the bonobos. <laughs> <laughs> well, just because I'm the last vestige of the human species doesn't mean they couldn't be left for the next. When the octopus. There's, no, there's nothing Yeah, left. once the octopi yeah. ascend to yeah. the, the cephalopods. Like, oh, man, look at this treasure so, trove wait, hang on amazing a second. artwork. So, like... Aquatic life and animals and and plant life is still alive. There's just no humans. No humans. Humans. Okay. Last person. Now my idea doesn't sound so dumb, huh? (laughs) I mean, a little dumb, but not that dumb. (laughs) You know what? I would invite you and your bonobo. Fine. uh, I'll make Subway brand sandwiches for all the octopi. (laughs) Would leave Tyler in his sub. (laughs) God, I want Subway right now. I would actually okay. So you know the big uh, lander that the space shuttle used to travel on, yeah. the one that goes like max speed five miles per hour. I would drive that across uh, the United States. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be <laughs> that would be my main ride. You just put on the song Convoy the entire time. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! Have you seen the steering wheel of this thing? It's literally a red wheel with a knob on it with a diameter of five inches. And oh. that's how you steer it. You slowly turn this. <laughs> and there's actually a speedometer on this thing, too. <laughs> Which goes into the red. If it goes over four miles per hour, that's into the red. Five, you're maxing it out. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. We've got to stop. Okay. We've got to stop there, fellas. Um, so how we like to end... <laughs> First, thank you so much for coming and drinking with me uh, and yes. um, making this a lot of fun. Um, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Always a blast. With how me. we usually end these things is with one of your songs. So is there something off Good Morning that we should be playing? What do you want us to play? Probably the song Good Morning would be a good one to jam out there. Perfect. Well, ladies ladies and gentlemen out there in Radio Land, enjoy Good Morning from Counterfeit Jeans. Thank you so much for tuning in.
Cups and Cakes Presents is produced by Jeff McCallum. The featured track was played with permission from Counterfeit Jeans. Undercurrents from Atlantis Jazz Ensemble's album Oceanic Suite is the background music throughout the entire episode. Oceanic Suite is available through Ottawa's Marlowe Records. Find out more at MarlowRecords.com. Inside the Artist Studio is one of many ways the Cups and Cakes Network highlights Canadian music. Visit our website, CupsandCakesPod.com, to browse our audio, video, and written content. That's Cups, the letter N, CakesPod.com. Thanks for listening. Joining me today on... (laughs) Jesus Christ. This is why you don't start an interview with a copious <laughs> amounts of alcohol. <laughs> That's the only way to do it. Is there anything we missed that we guys just want to talk about? I don't know. I don't think no? so. You guys are happy with that? I think so. Okay. I think so. Are you? Yeah, okay. totally. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, but <laughs> we could be funnier. Do you want me to do uh, Girl. some freestyle? I'll give you a beat. Well, Rapid Spence. We call Spencer this the cardiac arrest. No, me and Spencer did. We yeah. were like really, really drunk, and the guy from the radio station uh, in Nelson came up and was like, Can you guys do like a radio bumper, like a promo thing? Yeah, yeah. And so uh, we decided it'd be a good idea to like beatbox and do a freestyle, and it sounds oh, like it, shit. It is so, something else. It was so fucking lame. I don't know if they still use it. I really, really hope that they do. <laughs> we showed Brady. She was like, you guys are so fucking lame. <laughs> <laughs> it's true.